All right. Welcome to Geek Show Podcast. The new episode will follow this section, the episode called The Adventures of Yamaka Johnson. Best episode title ever. You think so? I think so. I don't know. Beef Goofs was pretty good. Beef Goofs is a good... Anyway, so it's uh, The Adventures of Yamaka Johnson coming up, uh, fe- featuring a letter from uh, uh, somebody who says, apparently, I hate the gays. And that's that's uh, coming up. <laughs> Woo! You'll love it. Uh, I'm taking a look at the uh, topics that were covered. Uh, this this episode is extraordinarily not safe for work, just so you know. <laughs> I, got, I got an email from... A woman who was listening and says, yes, I was listening to it on my media player and realized it probably wouldn't be too appropriate to have the children hear it. And I said, yes, that's exactly it. Uh, Privacy of your own home somewhere when the kids are asleep. Uh, Let's uh, begin this uh, uh, greatest hits uh, thing. No, late breaking news. Sorry. Zach Shot is here. Hi. Join Zach Shot's text club and occasionally he will text you. I will. It is the most non-invasive text club. Not non-invasive? Non-annoying text club because he rarely texts you. Mm-hmm. Text the word geek to 53318. Uh, let's see. We'll begin with uh, a couple of deaths. Of course, uh, Brittany Murphy, Yeah, which really surprised me because uh, I thought for sure that Lindsay Lohan was going to be the next one to go this way. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as of this recording, they're in an autopsy and it doesn't look like uh, – I mean, you know, God, she was, she was young and she had a cardiac arrest. What do you think it is? Drugs. Come on. Lindsay, keep trying. You're almost there, sweetie. And and uh, this is one that wasn't reported uh, a lot. We, we had, uh, of course, uh, Gene Barry, who was the – this is old stuff uh, – the star of uh, the original War of the Worlds, Dr. Clayton Forrester. Ooh. I think the aliens mean to do us harm. You know, that guy. Uh, Roy Disney died, of course, and uh, we have him to thank for the uh, ousting of Eisner, which was good. Because then Pixar guys could move it. So thank you, Roy. And uh, Dan O'Bannon is uh, this is one I want you to look up. Uh, he is responsible for an awful lot of geek culture that we uh, we love. He uh, was a special effects supervisor on uh, Dark Star, which was John Carpenter's uh, first uh, masterpiece, I guess you could call it. Uh, he also worked on the computer animation in a little movie called Star Wars. Hmm. Uh, remember that uh, animation blueprint of how to blow up the Death Star, the, the Rebel Plans, you know? Mm-hmm. He worked on that. Oh. But the thing he's most known for is a screenwriter. He uh, did the uh, screenwriting on Alien. You may have heard of that. Uh, apparently before Dan, there was a, a blank page. <laughs> and then after that, we got Ellen Ripley and all that. Also, uh, he wrote the B-17 sequence from Heavy Metal. Blue Thunder, you've probably seen. He wrote that. Don't hold that against him. Uh, Return of the Living Dead, which is a George Romero. Toby Hooper's Life Force. Invaders from Mars. He did the remake. Uh, Total Recall. He's the guy who told us to get the ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Uh, anyway, so Dan O'Bannon died. All right, let's get to the uh, latest news here. I got a lot of TV for you to watch over the holiday uh, because this is uh, the week of Christmas. If you're celebrating. And this week, something, something, something dark side is on DVD. And uh, it'll be out. You'll probably get it for Christmas. And uh, Seth MacFarlane, being interviewed for for this uh, promotional thing, said that he wants to do Star Trek 2. 
Seth MacFarlane? Yeah, because oh. the something, something, something dark side is the retelling of The Empire Strikes Back. Right. Of course, Blue Harvest was the first one they did Star Wars. So this is Empire Strikes Back. They are planning on doing a Return of the Jedi one next year. Oh. But he wants to do Star Trek too. Problem is, it's owned by Paramount, and they're not too sure. They're just not God. too sure. I mean, even Lucas, the most humorless man on the planet, right, has said, oh, these are funny. Yeah, you should go ahead and do them. And, of course, Lucas is in control of, like, Indiana Jones and, you know, all that stuff. So maybe we'll get an Indiana Jones uh, one. But uh, uh, Paramount, not too sure about Star Trek. Says, uh, it says here, let me see. We, they talked to him. Paramount, uh, would, if they could let us do Star Trek to Wrath of Khan, this would be uh, very cool. But, of course, Paramount is like, hmm, we don't want people to see Star Trek as a joke. Oh, God, come on. Too late! It's too late! Those originals are kind of jokes. So, uh, Paramount, pull pull the board out of your ass and let it happen. It would be hilarious because I think Stewie would probably be Khan, right? I think so. Anyway. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brian Singer is going to go back to the X-Men movies because nothing else he was working on was working. Superman Returns, which had so much potential. That airplane scene is still kick-ass. Mm. But uh, he's going to be directing the uh, the new uh, uh, X-Men First Class, the prequel. And we'll talk about this on future geek shows, I'm sure, to decide whether... It's a good idea or not. All right, here's some uh, TV to watch over the holidays. This is great. Uh, of course, uh, this coming Friday, what is the, that would be the uh, 20. Oh, it's Christmas Day. Christmas Ooh. Day. Uh, uh, Twilight Zone uh, marathon on sci-fi. Oh, sweet. Uh, from uh, 8 a.m. And then you get some nice trashy movies. Uh, Monsters Ark, Copperhead, Ghost Town, Stephen King's Desperation, and uh, let's see, uh, Serenity. Total Recall, get your ass to Mars. Star Trek The Next Generation, 1130 on through Saturday. So uh, that's, that's some sci-fi TV Ooh. to watch. You'll, you'll be planted in front of that. Uh, Mythbusters Marathon on Discovery. And, uh, oh, speaking of War of the Worlds, Saturday, AMC. They're doing some uh, classic sci-fi War of the Worlds. Day the World Ended and Earth versus the Spider. So uh, TiVo, those, they're great. Uh, let's see, on Saturday, uh, Sci-Fi is doing, uh, then they're going to do some horror movies. They're going to do uh, Stay Alive, Rest Stop, The Descent, Autopsy, and the first three Saw movies. Yay. <laughs> Woo! I like the Saw movies. So sue me, Saw, the Saw movie. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, on BBC America this weekend, uh, Doctor Who, The End of Time, Part 1. And uh, let's see, I'm hearing very good things about that. And that will be unedited, an hour and 15 minutes, including commercials. And uh, also coming up this weekend, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, the uh, 28th and 29th, BBC is running a two-day special, The Day of the Triffids remake, starring Eddie Izzard. Really? Yes. Uh. <laughs> now, I've seen uh, some, uh, some cuts from it, and it looks kind of interesting. Uh, Eddie Izzard. Great scene of him in a pl it, it, It's about a man. Let me give you the plot uh, line out here. Uh, the world is struck blind by a solar storm. Millions of man-eating mobile plants uh, are released to roam Britain. So not only is everyone <laughs> blind, but the plants are eating people, and you can't see them because you're blind. There's a great scene with Eddie Izzard in a plane when this solar flare happens and the pilots are blinded. 
So he very calmly goes around, while everyone's panicking, goes around to people's chairs and pulls the flotation devices out, like eight of them, goes into a bathroom and inflates them all and surrounds himself with them like pillows, <laughs> waiting for the crash. So this is on, uh, this is on BBC uh, the 28th and 29th. So. But the cool thing to watch coming up, and we told you about this on Geek Show about a year ago, December 28th, Monday, Mythbusters. Uh, it's going to be the Gorn Cannon. <laughs> now you're a young man. You you don't you probably don't remember this. Oh, you've seen it on the internet. It's all over the place, right? Mm. The uh, episode is called Arena, classic Star Trek, where Kirk is told by the Metrons they've stranded him and the Gorn on the planet because we don't like you kids fighting. So they put him down on this planet, and they they tell him well, there are weapons if you can find them. Uh, the Gorn, of course, finds a kind of a pointy rock. Kirk makes a cannon. He makes his own powder and shoots a diamond out of a bamboo, and they're going to see if they can do this. So it'll be interesting to see. So oh. that's the 28th. Miss Mythbusters. It's Mythbusters on the 28th. Uh, so that's something for you to watch. All right, let's, uh, let's get this underway, uh, Zach. Thank you. Thank you, Kerry. PC Laptops, thank you. Yes, they love you. Uh, PCLaptops.com. You'll be Dan's friend on Facebook. I hope that's just not, you know, I hope he's just not saying it. I love you. I hope he truly He really does. He thinks about you. I get the feeling he does. Uh, Anyway, so we got a lot of stuff coming up on this uh, new episode, and uh, it is called uh, The Adventures of Yamaka Johnson. Please to enjoy. From Chiron Beta Prime, where we're working in a mine for our robot overlords. And uh, welcome back to the basement. Yeah. It's a punk rock Christmas. And welcome to day two. Day two. Uh, where we have uh, yet to eat each other. We have been trapped in the house, in the snow. Who did we vote off the island? And Squatch. And Squatch. Yeah, because he's just annoying, and he stinks. He stinks. And he brings nothing to the tribe. And he's, a, he's well, always shaving his pubes in the sink. <laughs> I'll tell you this. The uh, snow cave is almost completed for when the uh, power and the heat goes out. Well, this is very exciting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to getting to know you all better. <laughs> and I mean that in an intimate way. Right. Do I need to shave? Because I know you rash Well, just, yeah, there. you do need to shave down there because seriously. The area. No, I mean, you do look I need like to a Hasidic my... Jew down there, bro. I, uh, yeah, I, I do. Uh, <laughs> Not I do, that there's anything wrong with having the pubic hair of a Hasidic Jew. I do rash down there. No, I mean, you've got braids <clears throat> and a little hat on it. I do. And a big beard. Nothing wrong with a yarmulke on my Johnson. Is that what they call it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or, or, I'm sorry, a yarmulke. Yarmulke. My, uh, my favorite old timey detective is Yamaka Johnson. I loved his Saturday morning kid show. And that's the name of this episode. <laughs> Yamaka Johnson. The Adventures of Yamaka Johnson. Yamaka Johnson and his Karate Bear. <laughs> it was a good show. All right. Uh, listen, uh, let's get the... Uh, it's the Christmas show. The, yeah, this is uh, the Christmas show. And we will get to that uh, on this program. Welcome <laughs> that's a good one to, get to the basement. Wait, so this is the one where, where we're going to get over Shannon's problem with levels and your, your and hatred my, of, oh, hey, of the gays. My apparent hatred of the gays. Well, okay. hey, no, and I just want to say, uh, you guys, thank you for teaching me about levels mm. during the break. Oh, and P.S., eat me, <laughs> See, dude, dude on the forum. You were able to say that without, uh, you know, right. breaking up. Like and, I could uh, say, that dude on the forum is a dick. Maybe, like his, that? maybe his listening device sucks. Yeah. Maybe. It could be. Oh, it's probably, um, I'm sure I was too loud. All, I get excited. All recordings play back differently on different devices. And um, I encourage him to get his own podcast and show me how it's done. Yeah. Oh, was that rude? No. Really? <laughs> and, it's, and it's not that easy. Yeah, I don't agree. I don't, I don't uh, deal with passive aggressiveness well, unless it's from somebody I'm 
legally. <laughs> You're a dead man. You're a dead man. No, she doesn't listen. She doesn't listen to anything I say oh, in good. real life. Why would she listen to this? Yeah. Shit? She does actually. Yeah. I get these sad texts. That's oh, what Shannon really? said to me today. Oh. Oh. Uh, let's see, introduce the panel here, and then we'll uh, get to our sponsors, and then we'll uh, talk about uh, naughty bits. Um, oh, so you got it in the wrong word. We'll oh, talk about naughty bits. No, then yeah, we we'll say something really gross, yeah. and then we okay, say, well, thank the sponsors. Uh, Jeff Ice, film critic, Deseret News. Jeff at desdes.com. Viceroy at mediocreshow.com. Also doing movie reviews for the Mediocre Show. Hello, yes. Eric Tomorrow. Yeah. Another fine podcast it we is. encourage you to listen to. Jeff, when yeah. are you going to admit your full name is actually Jefferson Q. Viceroy? Oh, I, I want to see a business card with that on it. I have to burp really bad. I'm Go suppressing ahead. it. No, Go ahead. no. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lee George Kate. Ah, boys and girls. The maker of Grimley's Fiends, which are huge, popular, huge, huge hit. They, they're we're huge thanks hit. everyone for coming out to craft it's, Sabbath. Uh, it's, yeah. I didn't, I didn't make it, and you're, I'm sorry. You're okay because I wanted to buy some eyeballs. And for I've you. got, uh, I've got some for you for the, my Christmas tree. Yeah. The hot toys for <clears throat> Christmas this year. Those goddamn robot hamsters. That might them. or might not kill your children Only, and yeah. Grimleys. Yeah. Well, yes. the, the Grimleys, we we had we're really kind of surprised with how well they've been received. And thanks I'm, everybody for for supporting us and keeping my wife on pain meds. Wow, I am, what? I am not. Su- I am not surprised at the success of them because yeah. I saw them and I went. People will love these. And we brought presents. The wife and I worked on something for Aww. for each of the guys on the panel. Well, and, and it is the Christmas show. I I was going to talk to you guys about not. Doing Christmas presents. I, I well, this is reason behind it, and I'm kind of glad that you know, as much as I love Derek and or Marcus, I'm kind of glad they didn't show up because we you didn't, didn't have any for them. Didn't have one. Yeah. Well, you know, the, well, I don't have shit for anybody. I don't I expect. Don't, I, you know, sorry. seriously, next year when you're a fabulously wealthy children's educator, oh, I'm, I'm going to kick Christmas ass. Like I know, next, I know. Next year. I expect you to bring the corpse of Christmas on a platter for us to share. Bring mm. it crucified. I'm going to do Hanukkah. I'm going to do every and Kwanzaa. I'm doing all three of them. I was going to do a, a painting of Jesus crucified on credit card debt, but I thought that perhaps that might be a little too heady. I like it. Well, yeah, but, you know, really kind you know of sad me, how I'm... Jesus bleeds over the American Express logo. You know me, in my in my uh, Playboy uh, centerfold information page where it says interests, you know, blasphemy is right, right. there. <laughs> right. Well, that's also your hobby. <clears throat> and a hobby, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shannon Barnson, yes. ch- children's educator and bartender. Yep. I wonder how that's going. <laughs> in the future. <laughs> this is a week in the future. Uh-huh. I'll bet it's going well. Well, no, it's probably not doing Actually, anything. no, I'm on Christmas break right it's now. It's the Christmas break. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever thought about teaching bartending school for children? No. No, think about it. I think the children of tomorrow need to learn how to make good drinks. I'm telling you right now, uh, as soon as I get a real job, I'm burning that place down. I'm done with bartending completely. <laughs> if I knew that kids could make good drinks, I would have a kid just so I could teach him how to make drinks. Oh, no, I you can, can do that. I can lend you my daughter. She mixes a mean drink. Really? Mm. Yeah. Go ahead. You watch Mad Men, don't you? Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, that's oh, back that's in the why... 60s where kids drank. <clears throat> and smoked. Smoked. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's see, and I am your host, Terry Jackson, mm-hmm. x96.com. Zach Shutt, producer. Hello. And uh, Mad Genius. No? Super Genius. No. no, you are the wily Coyote of this program. Thanks, I appreciate that. You can make anything happen. I buys all the stuff no, from Wait, 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 wait. The wily Coyote never made anything happen. He <laughs> always me. got crushed. Oh, wow. That's his machinations always not, blew up in his face. All right, let me put it this way. He is the Wiley Coyote of this, of this program. It's not his fault that the devices don't work. It's Acme. Instead it's of Acme, Simmons Media. That's what get, He's ordering all of his stuff from, from Simmons Media. Yeah, thanks, there. guys. And there's the problem. Group. <clears throat> all right, so uh, anyway, uh, thank you to our uh, sponsors and enablers, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, where uh, they've had a lot of great sales this past month, and I'm sure that he's going to have a lot of stuff to blow out before Christmas. 
Doctorvolts.com. Check out his sales. Every color of lantern shirt there is. Yes. As a matter of fact, um, which one is the compassionate one? Well, that would be the, the pink Violet. lantern. The violet. Violet. Yeah. violet. Yeah. I'm the compassionate lantern. <laughs> I'm powered by compassion. I just want to hear you. I, I was going to hit you with a giant boxing glove, but never mind. Tell me your problems. I'm the compassionate lantern. All right. Anyway. <clears throat> I like the reflective listening lantern. He <laughs> He does have that, that shirt up there. It says compassion on it, and I just always uh-huh. laugh at it. Every, you can buy our shirts up there, by the way, as well. 2043 East, 3300 South. Get a hold at Dr. Bolts, and he will pull all the stuff for you and one of our uh, give you a 10% discount. saw one of our shirts in action yesterday, and when the God that walks his man that we call Robbie Petrich is walking around yes. with uh, uh-huh. the Make It Motherfucking Show t-shirt on, there's, there's like 50 people said, where can I get that shirt, man God? He is a man God. He is. Man God. He has a luscious beard. The God man. Like chocolate. He walks on the planet. Uh, let's see. Also, PCLaptops.com, who uh, enables me with my laptop so I can read Marvel Digital and uh, so that Lee George Cade can play online games, and, uh, including the and, store track. And make online games. And make online games. We'll talk about that later. Uh, he's got some super systems for your online gaming and uh, <clears throat> TV watching. He's a big DVD movie fan. He, he loves movies, and he's got this great system that he's uh, rigged up. Where he, he can store like a thousand movies in this hard drive, yeah. and it's just this incredibly big screen and incredible sound and, and all that. Blu-ray. Go down, yeah, go down and ask him about it. He'll be happy to show you. Now, there's there's a uh, a media guy, uh, the guy who owns Yo-Yo Games, which we'll be talking about later. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, said that as far as he's concerned, all the platform game systems will be gone. You'll never see him again after Probably. about five years because yeah. if you have a good wireless media PC, which Dan can hook you up with. You're not going to need it because you're going to basically either be creating your own games and playing the ones that you wanted to always build, mm-hmm. or you'll be doing some of these 3D, 3D mod games that will have a, cent- a central processor. You won't need to have a game system. You'll just log in with your computer and uh, be able to play the game. I'm never going to create my own game. <laughs> you don't want to make your own game? That sounds hard. You know? I barely like I can barely get through opening up the packages sometimes. <laughs> I, that is tough. They are they, they are difficult these <laughs> yeah, days. Just tearing and tearing. What, are, what is it called? The clamshell packaging? Is that what it is? Clamshell. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. Also, want to thank Comcast Channel One Utah on Demand About Town Geek Show is how you find us on the. Uh, the illustrious Brian, Brian Young is filming us today from Big Shiny <clears throat> Robot. And thank you, Big Shiny Robot. Mm. And okay, now back to the TV show. Right now. This is where uh, apparently apparently I hate the gays. Now you guys have known no. me for a long time, and, right? Uh, I didn't think that I did. Well, well, I thought perhaps you're being involved in Pride Day every year and the parades. I, and... Yeah, we do. We do the Pride Day thing every year. We're, uh, my show is a huge advocate of uh, legalizing gay marriage. And, you, and you fought Prop Eight pretty hard. We did. Uh-huh. Uh, no on Prop Three as well, and uh, <clears throat> you know. But apparently, I hate the gays. Oh, huh. okay. Please took now. Is it just my question was? Is it gay. just you, or is it? Uh... Well, it's, it's all of us. But I'm okay. specifically mm. called out here. Okay. Uh, let's see. This is on uh, Brandon's Big Gay Blog, Queer on Demand. This is from uh, City Weekly Blogs. And this was a while ago. Uh, it's, a, it's a review of the TV version of our podcast. Right, okay. which I heard is uh, laden with beeps. Laden with beeps. But uh, here we go. This is, uh, uh, this is uh, Brandon, I guess, who was re- reviewing this. It says, uh, synopsis, all of the action and drama of a Geek Show podcast recording session are captured on video. <laughs> right. Which I've always said, yes, it's, a, it's a, <laughs> such an exciting car chase to watch. Uh, as as uh, Carrie Jackson wrangles a panel of local media types. So that's you guys. 
I'm a media type? You're a media type. (gasps) I'm a banker. (laughs) Here we go. Remarks. Years ago, when I first checked out the Utah On Demand section, the comedy category was dominated by some BYU troop performing skits about missionary work. I've pretty much avoided it ever since. Uh, the local on-demand section has grown since then, even if selections are still pretty hit and miss. One pleasant surprise is that Derby Girl matches are available. Oh, cool. I, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. One of the more watchable <laughs> programs is the Geek Show. <laughs> well, it is. That's nice of them to say well, that, we, at least. And yeah. we should use that, like, uh, more watchable than other things. <clears throat> One of the more Geek watchable sh- programs. Because <laughs> watching five middle-aged guys sit around a table is pretty damn sexy. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, says, uh, since uh, it's really just a recording of a podcast, you don't r- really need to watch it at all, but the video elements add an interesting dimension. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I guess. To be clear, there's nothing queer about the Geek Show. Uh-huh. I, I guess consider us more bi-curious. This is right. his uh, queer on demand thing. Okay. Nothing queer about the Geek Show. Sure, it's an all-male panel, uh-huh. but they're straight as far as I can tell. Uh-huh. As far as he can tell. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Anyway. They generally talk about comic books and sci-fi themed TV and movies. They know their stuff, but occasionally the topic turns to other subjects. Like which uh, is true. Boobs and boners and Yeah, and we get farts, we get political farts. and stuff yeah, sometimes. Sure. It did so during the September 20th episode hmm. when Jackson started mouthing off about George Takei, Star Trek's Mr. Sulu, oh, and his appearance with his husband Brad Altman on the new Newlywed Game. Things went downhill pretty fast oh, as, what do we do? as the discussion devolved to a homophobic frat boy level. Huh. Now, I'm not one that's easily offended. Anyone who says that is easily offended. He's lying. Yeah. At least about something. <clears throat> yes. Now, I'm not one who's easily offended. Truth be told, it was pretty mild stuff compared to the bullshit gays here from political and religious leaders in this state. Mm-hmm. So we're not as bad as Chris Butters. No need to be writing angry letters or waving rainbow flags angrily about Jackson's studio. <laughs> Which is his basement, guys. Which is my basement. Still, I have to admit, I was a little hurt and disappointed. I've always liked Jackson's radio work, and I know he's kind of hypersensitive about some things. That's true, Gary. So... So I guess I was surprised to hear him taking cheap shots about some old dude's sexual orientation. But whatever, Takei is a big boy. He can handle himself. I only figured our community had grown out of this lame brand of humor. I guess I was wrong. I thought you were what being we... addicted to Takei because he was an asshole to you. He was. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what did we say? Did you... Did you... Well, it was just, uh, do you remember? Uh, uh, what did we say it was, to him? It was, it was about the newlywed game and how him and Brad, his husband Brad, were on the show. And, uh, uh, yeah, that was about it. That really. was about it. You know, it I'm seemed only, This guy's going to take it that seriously and go to hell. I mean, some of Whoa! our... Whoa! Sorry, of, oh. Brandon, Bert. Some go of to our, hell. Some of our best listeners are gay. Is that who it is, Brandon? No. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. Un- I don't think that we got homophobic, really. I mean, uh, I think that Brandon here is is being awfully rude by calling him old, Mister <laughs> sure. Takay. Yeah, I've never. Ageist. I've never talked about how his age is a factor, Brandon. I've never made fun of his age, but there you go. With that's a cheap shot, right there. Well, and, and the fact going that, on about some old dude's sexual right. orientation. We and do. The fact of the matter is, we don't. Uh, you don't care about his sexual orientation. It's just that he was kind of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, when you, a, du- uh, a douchebag's a douchebag. I made the mistake of, I, I've always called him George Takei. It's easy to remember, Brandon, because it's like the gay. 
George Takei, uh, and then I slipped and said Takai on the interview, and he shut down the interview right away. And he was kind of a kind of a kind of a douchebag about yeah. it, like I was the first. Well, let's see. Right. What, what other things that. have we made fun of? Uh, we we talk well, about boning B. Arthur on a regular basis. Well, see, Betty, Betty White. But yeah. here, here's what I here's another thing that I found interesting about his letter. I only figured our community had grown out of this lame brand of humor. Utah. What bubble is he living in? Right. Does he ever watch <laughs> the uh, Family Guy? Does or? he ever watch anything? Yeah. Does he ever listen to anything? Really, the only two things. Or is it just NPR to, and KRCL for you? The only two things that <laughs> seem to be safe to make fun of on the air anymore are fat people and gay people. And as both, I'm, you know, regularly. <laughs> oh, oh my God! You heard it here first, folks. Is that you Brandon? Know, seriously, we came out to. I just, you know, here's the thing. Um, I'm not going to defend my gay gay rights record. I'm just not going to do that. I'll just say to Brandon. Plain and simple, you are living in a dream world if you thought that uh, our community had grown out of this lame brand of humor. Uh, I'm not even talking about our community, Brandon. I'm talking about the media in general. Sure. I'd also like to talk to you about OutQ Radio on uh, XM Satellite. Um, they make the same jokes that everyone does. But you're not Is gay, it so because they're gay that they can get away with that? Yeah, Is that is, the deal? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, uh, I, I make... Sister Dottie S. Dixon is a fine example. She's a drag queen that comes in on our show quite a bit. Also a fan of and a fan Geek show. fan of Geek Show, and uh, also in the same situation, grew up where I did Spanish uh-huh. Fork. She has written an entire play, and I say she because that's who I'm talking about. She has written an entire play about uh, growing up with a young gay son. She is taking the role of her. He is taking the role of his mother in this whole thing. Uh, what's, what's the guy's name? I always refer to him in character. So uh, Charles Lynn Frost. Charles Lynn Frost. Like my, my high school drama teacher, by grew, the way. Yeah, grew up in Spanish Fork as a young gay man around all of these rednecks, the same ones that I grew up with because we're about the same age, Charles and I. And, uh, yeah, he uh, he doesn't mind when I make jokes like, uh, well, let's see, they've been in a gay relationship for a year. That's like seven years to you and me. <laughs> he doesn't get mad when I make those jokes because guess what? Uh, you guys are making those jokes too. You guys know it's true. All right? So fine. Uh Anyway, so Brandon, I would just say, give us a, give us another look. I'll go out on a limb to say that one of the only fistfights I've been in in my life was over somebody giving a gay guy a hard time at a bar. Really? Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's not one of those things. I don't mm-hmm. take that lightly. Oh. You've got your rights. I don't think that it's uh, well, and and I don't think you have enough rights, Brandon. I yeah. really, I really do. Uh, I think you need more rights than uh, you're being given. My uh, sister is a lesbian who is in a relationship with a with a. With a girl for a very long time, they had a baby, and uh, now my sister has absolutely no rights to that child. Well, and I uh, and it's really sad, uh, and uh, and that's wrong, uh, you know. So I, anyway, well, you know, uh, one of the only uh, tolerated slurs anymore is uh, "gay." That's so gay, and I don't and even I, I don't well, even use well, that. Well, and actually, you know? I uh, shut down my whole sixth grade class while I was student teaching to tell them why that was not okay. And, so, and that's kind of a big. I'm I'm sorry to say this, but the 12 years I was not in Utah, that wasn't being thrown around as heavily as it is here. For some reason, that's the big funny. Well, actually, you okay know what? I, I I think that just because it wasn't happening in general 12 years ago. Yeah. It's no. I mean, a 12, lot more. Yeah. I mean, the 12 years I was gone. Well, I heard I'm it a lot before I left um, Utah, and I heard um, a lot. You can you can back. contribute this to South Park and yeah, uh, that's well, true. Family I, Guy. I'm and, in uh, I'm in San Francisco and L.A. a lot, and they were they were saying it there as cool. well. So. Uh, but anyway, I just think that it's really it really sucks, Brandon, that you're an ageist. Frankly, <laughs> you know, look. Let's at write this. a blog. Look at this, taking cheap shots about some old dude's sexual orientation, Brandon. This is really uh, uh, sad. I think it's sad that you would make fun of a 
of an older person. I mean, uh, this man is a hero in your community, and right? And they also called him a gay cowboy. Yes. Is that what a dude so is? So I just think that it's terrible that you would take a cheap shot, like being an ageist to this uh, man who is, who is a gay icon, a hero, who is pushing for rights also, I take for great, your community. So. I, I take great offense to being called a media personality. <clears throat> media, yeah. No, you're a media type. Oh, a media, media type. type. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. Oh, I don't like it. No, I'm, sir. I'm a banker. <laughs> Media types. Anyway, so I just wanted to I'm a banker. throw that out there. And let you, I, them. you know, reformed I, media type. I, I uh, I'm not angry, by the way. I, I just, uh, I just yeah, no. think it's sad that Brandon, uh, the funny, is sensitive and, and is an ageist. Let's 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 you know admit one thing though. We think sex is funny, whether it's right. two yeah. dudes going at it, a couple chicks, straight sex and, doesn't matter. Whoa, 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 it's hold all on, funny. Whoa, 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 whoa. I okay. never found it amusing two chicks going without each other. That is yeah. kind of hot. I like that. Uh, well, and and let's be real. The reason that we make fun of George Takei. He's on Star Trek. Is he's on Star Trek, and the way he talks. Let's be real. He has that deliverance. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes, Brad and I. I love way he says Brad. Brad. He holds that A. You know, just uh, and he does hold that A. Uh, oh, there nice. you go. You anyway. sensitive. Now, did I do prick. it again? You did crossed the line. You crossed prick. the line. You crossed okay, it. I'm sorry about. That. Crossed it. I heard they did very well on Newlywed Game. Oh, well, sure. Cool. They knew each other very well. Good. Well, they've been married for uh, quite a while. All right, here's some uh, stuff. Let's get to it. Um, this is a, an amusing story I found last week. Yes. Frank Frazetta. You want to you tell us who Frank Frazetta is uh, uh, for, the, for the youngsters here? Famous fantasy artist. Uh, yeah, he, he kind of did uh, revise what we thought Conan looked like in the yeah. late 60s and 70s. There's a documentary movie that's just been recut in Blu-ray called Painting with Fire that chronicles his life and his paintings. Really? Um, he he inspired many a heavy metal cover. Yeah, well, and he painted quite a few of them too. Yeah. And uh, what what movie posters do we owe Franzetta for? Frank Franzetta, uh, Conan he did movies. The, yeah, he did the initial Conan movie. Um, and, he's uh, done quite a few. They've parodied his stuff quite a bit. And, and, well, uh, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force yeah. movie is a parody of a uh, Frank all, Franzetta. All those Ed, Edgar Rice Burroughs adaptations. Yeah. Land that time forgot. Brian says that uh, Franzetta did the uh, Aqua Teen movie poster. He did. I would love to think yeah. that's true. That's great. He did. Awesome, and he's and, and the documentary is just just kick ass to watch because he gets into the technique and and what you know it's cool stuff. Frank Fraz had a uh, look him up on the web, kids. He does the the big the big beautiful women in armor, and, and they're yeah. real women. Too. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're a little delicious, thick and little. They're chunky and delicious. They're just the like way I, soup, just the way I like them. And, some, uh, some of them not <laughs> some of them not safe for workplace. Exactly. No. So look him up. Uh, but here's here's the thing: uh, a Pennsylvania man used a backhoe. To break into a museum owned by his father, the pioneering fantasy artist Frank Frazetta, in an attempt to steal 90 paintings valued at $20 million, police said. Uh, state police charged Alfonso Frank Frazetta, 52, his son, with theft and burglary, uh, trespass, caught loading the work artwork into his trailer. I only hope he was wearing a loincloth. <laughs> It says here, the elder Frazetta, 81, renowned work, uh, Conan, uh, Tarzan, Vampirella. There's another one. Oh, yeah, yeah, there are. Yes. He was in Florida at the time of the theft. His son's motive may stem from a family feud over the illustrator's assets. <laughs> which which are formidable Which are point. formidable, I'm yeah. sure. If, uh, if, if only he'd used a saber-toothed tiger or something to break down the wall. He would have gotten away with it. Or a red dragon. Uh, yeah. It says here, he was, re- he was arraigned and sent to the Monroe County Jail. Bail set at 500000 uh, let's see. Police said that Frazetta and another man used a backhoe to break into the Frazetta Art Museum in the Pocono Mountains region 
Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Tripping a burglar alarm. There's a Frazetta's there's museum a is in the Poconos. In the Poconos. In the Poconos. <laughs> How screwed up is that? So there's something worth millions in the Poconos? Yes. Cool. Well, That's... besides fine entertainment and dinner theater. Yes, and uh, the dirty <laughs> dancing uh, place. Uh, let's see. A trooper who responded said Frazetta claimed he had been instructed by his father to enter the museum by any means necessary and remove all the paintings to a storage facility. Hey, I got to steal this uh, barbarian post so, over here. So they call up this 81-year-old guy and says, uh, yeah, this is what your son is saying. He said, no, no. That I told him to ride a frost giant through the door and <laughs> say he was a backhoe. He was that a, stupid son of a bitch. His mother was a dumb whore and he's an idiot. He was a ridiculously large sword. And, uh, Leave down. that door, boy. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's. I just love that story. I just yeah, that's I'd, great. I'd bring Leave that up. Yeah. I want to play his son in the movie that makes this. Yeah, yeah. That oh. Makes this episode. That makes this episode. Uh, yeah. I have a, no George Clooney as uh, Frank Presents. As long as it's not George Takai. No, that guy. I painted another tiger. <laughs> Would you like to see it? Now, boy, I need you to break into that museum. This one's different than the other tiger. This one is wearing armor. I call him Battle Cat. We we actually owe Frazetta very much. For <laughs> yep, we do. We do. Si- Simon Bisley probably was greatly inspired yeah. by that guy. Aww. I would have to say I'm greatly inspired by Simon Bisley. I, he does I, some great work. He's currently he did the, oh that part two of the Lobo. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. You didn't loan me part one. <laughs> if you wanted to borrow that. I, uh, that makes me so. Happy. I think he's got part one. Oh, okay. Or no, I don't. I read it here at the table during okay. the show. Uh-huh. I'll loan it to you. All right, Ad. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Um. Oh, this is cool. Everything is going to be on your iPhone, as we know, someday. And uh, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, I know. But if you liked the movie and you would like to see what happened to the couple after they were uh, infested in their house, you know, this is like missing scenes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Apple is continuing the story in a comic book iPhone app. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what the, oh, I hope Pushing Daisies comes out on a comic book iPhone app. Uh, it's like, coming out in comic book. The comic is called Paranormal Activity, The Search for Katie, a case study by Dr. Johan Avery's Dimon. DMN. The Search for Katie. Yes. By Johan Avery's. You know what? If if the Katie in question is Katie Morgan, I'm in. It's the Katie from... Katie Featherston. Oh, so it's not that hot porn star with the really high voice? Uh, It says... uh, Hi, Shannon! (laughs) Apple has teamed up with IDW to continue the story. The comic app picks Hmm. up right after... Uh, right after that, when the demon expert, Dr. Avery's, finally showed up in their home and is searching for Katie. Dr. Avery's. So, so it's 99 cents. Okay. Who cares? Right after this episode, I want you all to log on to the Apple App Store, and I'll have the continuation of this episode in comic book format. The search for Scott Pierce. What happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what happened to Scott oh, Pierce? Oh, look. Here's a drawing of somebody packing some gear up in a case. <laughs> here's Brian carrying his camera to his truck. Oh, here's, here's Jeff's car sliding down the hill. Here, here it is screaming. Not everything is going to be on your iPhone. <clears throat> oh, really? Uh, do you remember the, the uh, famous monsters of Filmland magazine? Yes. Oh, For- Forrest J. Ackerman. Forrest J. Ackerman. Uncle um, It ceased publication in '83. Uh, there was a brief attempt at a revival in '93. Didn't mm-hmm. work. But now it's coming back. As what? IDW as a magazine. Oh, Pog oh. form. <laughs> in Pog form. <laughs> oh, the kids love the Pogs. I'm going to get the, let's do some geek show pogs, Zach. Or the kids. I'll have them up by tomorrow. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Here's the details. Famous Monsters of Filmland magazine. Classic sci-fi, horror, fantasy, uh, specific film magazine. Uh, All of us loved it uh, when we were kids. Return to print. Uh, They partnered with IDW. 
and uh, they're going to be bringing it back. It will run on a quarterly basis uh, starting the summer of 2010 and will be available at the comic book stores. There's only going to be robots left to read it. And, oh, and online as well, famousmonsters.com. Sweet. So uh, there you go, if you're into that. Hmm, okay. Just want to let you know. Hey. Anything else uh, that I'm forgetting? I hear the cover of the first issue is going to be called My Douchebag Kid with a Backhoe by Frank <laughs> Frazetta. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'd love if uh, Frazetta would paint that scene. I know. Wouldn't it be amazing? <laughs> and his son's all... <laughs> and backhoe's all... <laughs> son's He's all, breaking I, into a museum in hell. Yeah, and there's... Did he do the Bat Out of Hell cover uh, for Meatloaf? I'm sure he did. He, he probably did. That's did, his style. Didn't anyway, he do the poster ahead. art for Heavy Metal? Yes. Yes, he did. Okay, yeah. so there's some so more. Carrie spanked it many times to her friends out of panic. Who didn't? Boy, I'll tell you. I don't know. Please, please we, we prefer the term rubbing one out. I yes. don't know. I think that we're being I offensive like to, to chronic masturbators. I like to call it roughing up the suspect. Well, while we're talking about sex. I'll get you to talk, you son of a bitch. <laughs> while we're, what I really love is when you got the left hand, right hand going, you're doing the good cop, bad cop. Good <laughs> cop, bad cop. I'm going to be soft. I'm going to be soft. Hey, can I get you a cup of coffee? (laughs) Don't mind him. Don't mind me. This portion of the program brought to you by Mr. Soapy Washcloth. (laughs) (laughs) Now for juniors. Mr. Uh, Soapy Washcloth for dogs. (laughs) I'm so surprised that we haven't done the googly eyed washcloth yet. Come on. That's money in the bank. By the way, thank you for reminding me. Of something. Does Shannon know that this exists? What's that? www.dicktowel.com. <laughs> yeah, I, I did see that. From uh, It's always sunny <laughs> in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's for real, eh? Yeah. I kind of want a dick towel. You know, that's the best Classic. coat hanger known to man. I mean, that's the, the best thing about being a guy is you got a built-in coat hanger. <laughs> Honey, I'm home. <clears throat> yep. Well, speaking of sexy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're, we're, we're bringing it back. Wow, that was a stretch, bro. People Magazine, Sexiest People Alive, right? We didn't make it again. Did not make it again. Shut out, didn't we? Johnny Depp, Sexiest Man Oh, sure. Well, that makes sense. All right. Sexiest Podcast? Not us. Not us, but guess who is in there? Who? Your Kirk, your Spock, and your Sulu. Oh, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Not the old one, Brandon. Of course not. He couldn't possibly be sexy. Because he's old. Although, according to Pierce, one of those three is gay. Well, okay. And a champion of gay rights. That's what he says. Is uh, Pierce says that Zachary Kinto is gay. Anyway, so here you go. Uh, three sexiest men alive. Uh, Chris Pine. Here, here's what they wrote about uh, each one of them. In, in the picture, they're doing a nude human pyramid. Chris, <laughs> Chris Pine. Here's what People Magazine says. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this in kind of a sexy, breathy voice. You ready? The Star Trek stud. Listen closely, Brandon. The Star Trek stud has mm. galactic good looks that could turn anyone into a diehard Trekkie. Phasers mm. on fabulous. And Trekkie, Trekkies might be in luck. The oh, actor yeah. looks for brains when seeking out girlfriends. Oh, Intelligence is a big thing, he told people. Mm. If you can't have a conversation, it's done. Mm. So yeah. there's Chris Pine. Okay. Zachary Kinto. Yes. Now, listed as the sexiest villain, which I guess for heroes. Because well, he wasn't the bad guy God. in Star Trek. Uh, On unwinding off the set, here's what Zach likes to do. Yeah. I love to run with my dog and go hiking. Mm, pun far. I love a glass of... <laughs> I love a glass of red wine. Mm, you betcha. I won't say no to it, usually. Uh-huh. I like an Italian red. Oh, you bet you do. Full-bodied situation. Yeah, I'll give you a full-bodied situation. I've got to go and see if he can say no to a glass of red wine. I'm not a connoisseur or anything, but yeah. I can tell the difference. 
Manashevitz. Yeah. And then finally, uh, John Cho. I like weed. <laughs> that's what Frank's like sleeping with. Well, that's weird. That's it, weird. Says, it says the reason that I'm on this list is because I'm not old. <laughs> oh, there you go, Brandon. That's, uh, My that's grandfather for, was a wily chap. That's for you. A samurai. 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 All right. <sighs> We're going to take a break, and uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll be back with some more uh, stuff, including a nude scene in Harry Potter. Oh, and, uh, what the was, hell? I thought it was God a nude damn, scene you just the... scared the shit out of me for a second. <laughs> I, I just the... I had to get Brandon's attention. I told you there was a no nudity clause. I, I, thought, I, I thought it was the nude and scene. And it's not for my show. benefit. After these messages, messages we'll be nude. Back. Nude. Ho, ho, ho. It's Santa Claus from PC Laptops. People always ask me what makes PC Laptop computers the best. So here it goes. It's not just the best parts like RAM, hard drives, and motherboards that we sell that are most important because computers are just machines. What's most vital is making all this technology work together for you. You can buy the coolest technology on the planet, but if your email, web browser, spreadsheets, or gadgets don't all work together, it's just a machine. The reason all these huge electronic and internet stores are going bankrupt is because they don't have all the means to make all your stuff work together without charging you buku bucks. That's why all PC laptops, desktop, and laptop computers come with a lifetime service guarantee for absolutely free. That means we'll make sure your stuff works so you have no stress and are happy. And being happy is good for you. So get into any one of our nine locations right now or call us at one 596 save That's one 596 7283 or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, we love you. Well, you know, uh, GeekShowPodcast.com owes an awful lot to Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. 2043 East, 3300 South, in Salt Lake City. They have a, a website, I believe, don't they, Zach Shutt? They do, drvolts.com. You wouldn't have anything to do with that, would you? No. Okay, just checking. Uh, when you are there, say hi to Dave. He is the friendly guy. There's the key, friendly guy behind the counter. Uh, there are comic book stores. We've talked to people all the time in their various cities where you go in and you're not exactly met with a friendly face. And if you're a first-time comic buyer, that could be kind of scary. Uh, yeah, you could be scared away by those people. But Dave is very, very friendly and will help you with whatever you need, whatever you're looking for, whether you're just a one-time buyer or if you are a hardcore fanatic like myself. <laughs> Get a hold. It's called a hold at Dr. Bolts. They will be able to uh, pull all the titles that you want and you don't have to worry about them selling out. Well, that works out very well. Plus, you get a 10% discount with your hold at Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, 2043 East, 3300 South, Marvel, DC, Independence, one of the largest selection of independent comics uh, in the uh, in the state, as a matter of fact. So go and see them. Go see Dave at Dr. Volt's uh, Comic Connection and tell them Geek Show says, hey, and we fuck. are... Fuck! What? Oh, uh, <laughs> beans. Fuck. Oh, and we are back. Oh, uh, let's see now. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Shannon is left because I think that he does. He wouldn't be able to control himself if I told him about the nude scene. No, he's playing good cop, bad cop in the bathroom. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> who won? Good cop or bad cop? Did you get the, oh, did you get the information yeah, out of the informant? Everybody wins. <laughs> did the informant so spill? Now. That's good. Helps you focus. Hey, Shannon. Damp. Shannon, which one's good cop and which one's bad cop? Yeah, which one? Good cop is uh, a left hand. Yeah. Left hand? Right. Okay. And and bad cop is his right hand, a very swarthy Puerto Rican. Oh, no, actually, it's actually my right foot. Oh. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Just call me the beast. Call me Hank McCoy. It, it, <laughs> it has a corn on it. <laughs> it's quite an image if you guys ever want to check it out. 
Especially when you're hanging by one I, foot. Me and banging well, bad cop. I don't. <laughs> I don't know why you don't charge for this on the on the uh, on the web. You could make some money. I know I could, but you know what? I don't want to exploit my love for yeah. myself. Your self love. Profit. Okay. Uh, nude scene. Yes. Her, Harry, oh. <laughs> Harry Potter nude scene. Uh-huh. Uh, if you, if you got uh, just, just warning. Just be careful. If you type in Harry Potter nude scene, you'll actually see the kid that plays Harry Potter from that Equus. Yeah, he Daniel did, Radcliffe. He did yeah. a nude scene in in, in Equus. Yeah. yeah, and that ended up being plastered all over the web. And that's just I still haven't seen it. Even if you have safe settings on your uh-huh. computer, so, so how's uh, how's Harry's uh, wand? He's got uh, that's one, uh, he's all right. He's doing, he's doing okay. okay down there. I, I he's would, hung like Harry Trotter. <laughs> I I would say that he's you know more gifted than I'll ever be. Wow. So and you know, fuck you, Daniel Radcliffe. Whoa, buddy. Whoa. Come on now. So he's not like me. He's not, he's not hung like a tuna can. Not hung like. <laughs> that would actually be good. I, I heard that. Uh, oh no, Carrie, it's not. Miami Vice guy. And it, it goes all the way back. You know, if you're gonna no, be a hung tuna like can, that. like, uh, like seriously, uh, or almost like a cinnamon roll. I thought it was about width. Well, yeah, width. I mean, but seriously, it's so wide it barely fits in anything. But oh, it's only like okay. it's like so two you, inches oh, long. Yeah, I, need I, some really, I really want to take some of these <laughs> media guys to task. I mean, Daniel Radcliffe, he's a millionaire by eighteen. He's Harry Potter. He's hung like a mule. Ewan McGregor, pick one: hung like a bear or right. Obi Wan. When I get excited, it goes out this way. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's going to be nude apparently in the uh, next uh, in the last of. It's like an angry what? button mushroom. Let me see here. It says, uh, and remember the uh, in the final Harry Potter film. Uh, despite earlier denials from Radcliffe's refs, it sounds like uh, director David Yates has confirmed we will see a naked Harry Potter. I don't remember what, him the, the being fuck? naked Why? in the book anyway. I don't know. Did anyone read the book? Yeah, I did. I read them all, and, and I don't remember being naked. It? it says uh, in one scene, a Horcrux. <laughs> a Horcrux is a device that Voldemort used to split the seven fragments of his soul into so that he couldn't be killed mortally. He'd have to hunt down all the yes. Horcruxes and, and destroy them. Uh-huh. Okay. And Harry, Harry, spoiler alert, is actually one of the Horcruxes. What? Well, thanks a lot. Now I'm never going to read those books. Oh, what okay. a fucker I am. Well, it says here, a, a Horcrux carrying a piece of Voldemort's soul yeah. defends itself by producing nightmarish visions. Mm-hmm. And one shows... Hermione, Hermione and Harry. Hermione. If I want to see anybody naked, by the okay, way. Okay, and that's her. Yeah. her. And that, and that is be, in the book. It'll be Hermione and Harry embracing and kissing. That would be Ron's nightmare. Now, it, exactly. This is for uh, for uh, Rupert Grint. Yeah, because his, his biggest fear is is that Hermione doesn't really like him, that she's into Harry. So She's using him to get to Harry? Yeah. So there's your... Uh, but they... Don't they wind up together? Uh, not no, Harry, Harry and Ron does. Uh, Harry ends up again. Spoiler alert. He ends up with uh, Ron's little sister, Dick! Jenny. Ginny. Ginny. Yeah. Ginny Weasley. Well, that was teased in the last the movie hell, anyway. Dick? Yeah, and that, that's the last scene in the book. Is no, like I'm never going to watch long. any of those movies. No, you can watch them all because they'll be awesome. I'm I'm like as, as crazy about these Harry Potter movies as, as Brian is about the Star Wars. A boot? A boot. So there you go. Naked. That's crazy. Uh, naked Harry. And, uh, sure the and, brand and, and naked Hermione? Brandon will like You know, and, and if you look her up on Google, you get a lot of pictures of her drunk. Really? Yeah. She has pictures of her Jack I love Anderson. her. I love her. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Whoopee. Uh, I gave you the uh, Jeremy Renner might be playing Hawkeye in the Avengers movie. Yes. I gave you that before. Who's Jeremy Renner? Uh, he's the Hurt a- Locker, and he is great in that movie. By the way, it's coming out on DVD in January. He's good looking is what I hear. I hear he's a good-looking fella. Can, can I say something that I'm loving right now? What? Uh, I thought Metalocalypse was going to start sucking when it went to a half hour. Great. It has been so goddamn good. They've been able to advance this 
storyline. Yeah. The There's hell a storyline? Dude, the one where Pickles thought he was dying <laughs> and just decided he's just going to go on that weed-fueled, boozeful. I thought he was dying, murder piece. And he's just walking around. He's he's uh, got the bottle of Jack Daniels, and he's at the fair or whatever that was. And he's just and he's filming himself, and he's going, Wee! <laughs> and I'm just like, me and Logan do that all the time now when we're drinking. We're just like. Like that sounds like the most miserable, horrible drunk ever. <laughs> There's this guy just trying to make the best out. Is that what Robbie and Chelsea's cat mustard sounds like? Uh-huh. <laughs> I heard at night Whoopee. through the walls. Is it drunk? Yep, Is it dying? I think I'm dying, murder feet. It's, it's a drunk suicidal cat. <laughs> that was the hamburger time, right? <laughs> Call it hamburger time. Hey, a friend. Call it hamburger time. You went to a doctor. Next thing you know, bing, bang, boom, hair out, hamburger time. <laughs> yeah, that's why you don't go to the doctors. It'll be the hamburger time. Why is it I can do all the voices? I love that show so much. All right. Uh, it is a good show. And uh, Venture Brothers just finished a, uh, another great run. Well, that's isn't uh, that tonight? So, uh, night before uh, last week. Last week was. What? Here's the thing is that it's been pretty much Brock Samson free, but still good. I know, how, it doesn't seem like there's only like six episodes yeah. or something. Yeah, I know. There was 13? 13 Bullshit. Episodes. Yeah, cool. that's what they do for a season. Dude, how hot is uh, Dr. Orpheus' ex-wife? Oh, did they I haven't her? seen that one. See, I haven't oh, yet. So Brock's just not she, on. It, huh? she, went, she shot to the top of uh, bangable cartoon ladies in my really? spank bank. Oh. After Molotov? Even more you know, than the, Dr. The, Girlfriend. Even past dude, the Aaron insurance. <laughs> do not talk. <laughs> you know what? I don't think about her that way. I'd like to go out to dinner and get to know her better. You'd like to take her out to eat, maybe yeah. cuddle, maybe, maybe. Uh, Aaron E. shirts seriously for some reason. <laughs> you know what about when she was wearing the Star Trek outfit? All oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah seriously, yeah, yeah. Thinking about how That's hard it's going to be to get oh. that shit out of her hair. That's what I'm thinking. That's mm. what I'm thinking. I'd like to have a three-way with her and the Geico lizard. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, you, you, you know what, yeah. No, look, up on your knees. Hey, shut up. <laughs> You've got to be up on you your knees. Yeah, take that. All right, take that, Aaron Insurance. You want that, do you? Tits down, ass up. <laughs> That's the way I like to fuck. Yeah, yeah. 15, <laughs> 15, 15 minutes will save you. You know, two live crews are going to send us a check for bringing them back. <laughs> All right. Well, that was actually easy. So while, while oh, we're on the shit. subject, then, who is the most bangable uh, cartoon chick, then? Oh, shit. I mean, you know, there's, there's always <sighs> the favorites, uh, Daphne from Scooby-Doo. How, yeah, about no. the, how about the Catwoman Navigator from the Star Trek animated series? What the hell? Oh, uh, what was her name? Uh, she was in the she's in the uh, the books, the Peter David books. No kidding. Emress, mm-hmm. I Thanks, think is her name. Mr. For David. me it's uh yeah. it's probably Aunt May from uh, Spider Man is amazing <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Although Firestar. <laughs> you do have a thing for Angelica. Well, yeah. ladies. I just have this image of slapping her dentures out and just going for it. <laughs> what about what about, <laughs> what about Ms. Lion? What about what slapping about her dentures out? What about Megara from Hercules? I mean, come on. <laughs> Oh, you know what though? Seriously, I mean, if you had to go, I would have to say most of them now are for me are all from the Venture Brothers. I yeah, Doctor Girlfriend is pretty Molotov cocktees. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. She kind of scares me. Yeah, right? she, I like that. But the Indians are back. That's true. That's true. I, I like it. I like it. <sighs> Banging a chick when you think, oh, she just might stab me halfway through. No, that's you're thinking about half my ex girlfriends. I know. Right. I know. I used to watch. I always like the scary girls. I know you're watching. That's why I usually do the dismount. Right? You know, we were <laughs> like, you know, throw your arms out to the side. Ha-ha! That's right. So I can say great. about Je- uh, about Lee a George Cade. He always knows how to stick a landing. A great dismount. <laughs> Good dismount. Good work. 
Well, I'm a horny little lizard man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's definitely sprained it this time. Uh, let's see. I'm going to... The thing uh, that lizard can do yeah. with his tail, you would have no idea. Oh, Jeff, no. cartoon chick. I know you've I, thought about this. Firestar. Really? Yeah. I have a thing for the redheads. I do. Hmm. Well, then you'll like my pick. Uh, in the heavy metal movie, yeah, there's one girl yeah. that the cab driver brings home. Oh, yeah. Who's a redhead mm-hmm. who looks oh, an yeah. awful lot like Chase Masterson. Cartoon redheads are always hot. Nope. Then I don't like it because Chase Masterson, no. Oh, she's, come on. She's not very smart. Oh, wait. No, I got mine, too. She may not be very smart, but she she's... crossed me at Sundance. She did? Yep. What happened? Because she was nice to me. She was such a bitch to me over the whole fur protest thing, and she... Oh, uh, you know, just because she was a bitch wait, to I've got my, she isn't hot. I've got my animated hottie. Yeah? Uh, Tila Tequila. Ugh. Wait, she's, she's not real, right? She, no, she's real. Oh, my, that's my, a real thing? That's a real Ooh, thing. Oh, God, never mind. <laughs> my animated hottie is from Black Lagoon. Not the not the horror movie, but the animated series Black Lagoon. She's I don't a, remember that. She's a she's a Korean a, she's a Korean gunslinging mercenary who wears uh, Daisy Duke pants and a black uh, black oh. halter top. She's uh, she's got a couple pistols and she's insane. Sounds pretty good. It's fun stuff. Ooh, actually, can I change mine? That doesn't sound like the you're that Brick Shields movie at all. You're going <laughs> to say Laura Croft, aren't you? No, I'm going to say Princess from Battle of the Planets. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep, I, got, I would have to say. Right, that's, that's another one that you need to look up, Zach. I'm sorry. No, I, Laura Croft. Laura Croft? She wasn't a cartoon she, character. It cartoon. doesn't matter. <laughs> I like. I did. She was animated. That's all. Well, that my favorite thing about that game was watching her swim from behind. Yep. Uh, have you seen the new animation on the Laura Croft? No. Well, yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty tasty. I, I tried to get the package open. I was just like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> and then you did. Call back. <laughs> hey, this package chafes. Scott Pierce, so who? Anyways. Scott Pierce, who's your oh, hottest yeah. cartoon character? Oh, jeez. Snow White. Remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> you, were, you, were there for the, you were there for the premiere, weren't you, was, Scott? I was there. How is it your Scott Pierce just turned into Aloysius? <laughs> That's true. He did. Last episode, you sounded remotely like Pierce. Now you sound like Aloysius. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have some good news. Uh, the werewolf movie? The Wolfman? Yeah. R-rated. R-rated. Hey, it's about Ooh. werewolves. It's about werewolves. Bloody horror, violence, Ooh. and gore. Mm-hmm. Emily Blunt naked? Yes. Really? No, it doesn't really? say. It doesn't say nudity. Ooh. Hey, what's that? Sorry. Uh, let's see. And, uh, let's see. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Kate is passing. I, I just decided I'm derailing the show. Brown now. bagging. We're brown so. bagging. <laughs> oh, Gazoon tight. Who did that? Hail Sneezer. Werewolf is R. Wolfman. R rated Werewolf. Wolf. I can't wait because the, the, yes. the makeup on that looks so badass. Rick Baker. Look good. Oh, so, okay. So, so this, you is, just... this is our. Do we open these now? Yeah, open them now. Okay, these are on the show. Uh, Lee has made some Grimleys. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh huh. And oh, he has made them of each of us. Although I look like Robert England. You do. Uh, <laughs> you're a bitch of a likeness. And, but I'm going to come back to it and redo it another time. Aww. Oh, holy look, I'm shit. This hat. Look at that little Shannon with his with his uh, with his Legion of Doom Legion hat. Legion of Doom hat on. Let's oh, see. No let's shit. see Zach shot. Oh, okay, Zach shot. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to come up on these one at a time. First with Jeff over here. Look, my hair's messy. That's <laughs> like real life. And then uh, we got your newsies hat. So that's that's Walk the Street, Walk part. Street. And then there's mine. I'm in a Star Trek outfit. And uh, I got the like I said, I kind of look like Robert Englund, but I do in real life anyway. So. Uh, 
You know who you actually would look like if you shaved your head? Who? Patrick Stewart. Oh, maybe I should. Maybe I will. Maybe he should. And there's the Shannon Barnson here with his Legion of Doom hat. And, of course, the Scott Pierce we showed you last episode, which is lovely. This is for the TV. You folks in the podcast are just going to have to watch we'll it pictures at some point. Deal with it. Yeah, we'll get pictures. And there's Zach Shutt, just as good-looking in plush form <laughs> as he is in real life. Nope. Well, thank you, Lee. That's good, though. Thank yeah. you, Lee. There, 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 were, there were debates about the glasses, Zach, and the wife won. And then I see you with the glasses, so I'm glad the wife is smarter than me. Put them on and match. Yeah. Thanks, man. They look great. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, look at me. Oh, uh, look. I love you, Scott Pearson. <laughs> Scott Pearson and Shannon. I love you. And, kiss. and the best part the is, I, I just want to know Merry bet. Christmas, Scott Pearson. She said, how long do you think before the, the Shannon and the Scott are making out? And I said, about a minute. About a minute. Yep. And she was right. Mm-hmm. Smart woman. Uh, let's see. Now, this is, uh, this is uh, I'm sure Brian heard about this because it involves George Star Lewis. Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. I think Brian made it up and posted it on the interwebs. Uh, it's, it's, well, no, because it's kind of a slam at Lucas. Oh, no, it wouldn't be Brian. Uh, now, I thought that... Uh, so Derek posted it. Yeah, it must be. Just to, <laughs> just to piss you off. Uh, it's, it's an interview that David Lynch did talking about how he turned down Return of the Jedi. God, it sucks. This is the headache. This is the headache video. Yeah, the headache video. Yeah. I saw it, and it was hilarious because he talks about how as the meeting kept going and George <laughs> kept <worse>. talking, <laughs> David Lynch's headache got worse and worse. <laughs> it was just I said, hilarious. I went um, into this room, and George said, these are Wookiees. And I thought, oh, my head. And my, now, now, at that point, my headache was getting worse. Coop. Um, Coop. 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 Agent here's, Cooper. Here's, here's what he says. It says, uh, who turns down an offer to direct a Star Wars movie from George Lucas himself? David Lynch does. And uh, he talks about it. He says uh, he tells of when Lucas approached him with the offer, which Lynch had next door to zero interest in doing, he says. Still, Lynch met with Lucas. And apparently this meeting, it's like meeting the Pope or something. The Pope with the Ferrari. You have to uh, arrive at a building. Then security guys give you a rented car. You drive this rented car and you follow the directions on the, the thing and, and, and this is a different car and you, it's not your car. You're going to drive it to this place and you'll go to this building, the secluded building, and George will be there. And you have to have special security cards and, and all of this just to talk to George. So he gets there, meets with Lucas. Lucas isn't as, it's not as simple as just calling him up and saying, hey, you want to direct. You have to do this whole thing. I want to show him the Wookiees. The special credit card. Flown to a location. Uh, Lynch admits he started developing a headache. Then Lucas introduced Lynch to the Wookiees. Which I'm guessing is the Ewoks. That they were Wookiees first. Well, they were Wookiees. The, first. the original okay. script. They were proto Wookiees. They right. weren't. They weren't Ewoks. Which Lynch jokes. Now this headache is getting, you know, getting stronger and stronger. When Lynch declined Lucas's offer, he suggested that Lucas himself direct the film. To which Lucas explained, "I don't like directing." Yeah, and he's not good at it either. But can you imagine, Return of the Jedi? I have. So he actually by... said he does not like directing. Lucas said he does not like it. It shows. And it shows. (laughs) Brian's going to come over. Boom! There's there's actually concept sketches of what they were developing at the time that that, uh, David Lynch was in consideration. It would have been a completely different movie. I I just can't can't imagine. It wasn't until somebody said, George, we could back up so many trucks full of cash that the whole (laughs) thing went from, from Wookiees to Ewoks because they were more marketable. Oh, yeah, you can make more action figures out of that. Yeah, but I also remember my return, my Revenge of the Jedi Kenner catalog, uh, oh, actually yeah. having the Ewoks all blacked out in the catalog, so you wouldn't know what they looked like. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. They had everything. I mean, you'd be like, oh, show I remember the, that too. They would show the forest, uh, the forest playhouse for the Ewoks, and they were all the figures were all black squares, and then they had the the page where the stuffed Ewoks were going to be, and it was just black squares with was, Chief Chirpa. Yeah. I was like, I'm yep, sure yep. they were going to be Smurfs. I was like, oh, this is going to be so fucking <laughs> awesome. No, but you got your Smurf movie now. It's called Avatar. Sorry. I know they're making a Smurf movie. Smurfs, Smurfs are back in stores now. Yep. I know. I love Smurfs. And you know, I want to see somebody actually do the original Smurfs, the Schlumps, the the German Smurfs, because the bad guys weren't this crazy guy that wanted to turn them all into gold. They were uh, the the Schwartz Schlumps. They're the black Smurfs that have their mouths sewn shut because they want to eat the Smurfs. They're dead Smurfs. They're like zombie Smurfs. And you can find them sometimes. These That's true. I I go to my Russian German uh, yeah, expert here. There's there's the, there's these black Smurfs, and they've got the white hats and the white pants, and their mouths are sewn shut because they want to eat all the Smurfs. That oh, sounds yeah. really good. It sounds no, like Blackest Night. That could be cool. <laughs> do you want to confess? Arise. Do you want to confess to Blackest Night here? Is this where you want to do it? Sure. Is this where you want to come clean that the I'm Marvel more... zombie that is Jeff Weiss has now decided that he likes DC Comics? I haven't decided I like DC Comics. He's but, just reading them. Oh. But I'm just reading the Blackest Night tie-in thing. Okay. And I think Carrie would find it sort of interesting at times because uh, some really shitty characters get killed. Like I'm all for that. Like in the first issue, which I have in the bag, Hawkman and Hawk Girl, who I have hated for years. I liked them in the cartoon. Get their hearts torn out. Yeah, they get killed, killed. Wow. Like super dead. Yeah, they kill, somebody... the, the Black Lanterns kill the fuck out of them. Does somebody... <laughs> Reanimate Psycho Pirate just so they can kill him again. Yes, actually, they do. Yes, <laughs> and, 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 everybody and, gets reanimated. And actually, dude. Psycho Pirate or Psycho Pirate last time he got killed, somebody punched a hole through his head. It was Black so, Adam. Yeah, so yeah. so now he's Black Lantern Zombie's got a hole punched through his head. Nice. Yeah. I loved when Black Ant, Black I, Adam. Punched I have to admit, now you guys know I'm, I'm a, I love the Green Lantern. I have no idea what's going on in this goddamn by the by the way miniseries. Uh, zombie, Black Lantern, uh, Batman. Zombie, uh, Batman. Wow, that's kind of cool. He doesn't look lost in time. No, no he doesn't. Right? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh-huh. Oh, thank you for reminding me of that, because apparently Bruce Wayne's coming back. Yeah. yeah there was a big press release uh, a couple yeah, of weeks February. ago. Yeah, what, what, what's it called? Batman Reborn? Oh. No. It's called uh, Grant Morrison Jerks Off on uh, in a comic book again. Here's the thing is that I read that article uh, where he got his inspiration. I used I had I might still even have I, those toys. Vonnegut. Uh, no, the the toys that he looks oh, at and went, oh, that's what I'll do. And it's it's the old Legends of Batman. Is that really where he got the inspiration yeah. from? And so there's a, a Zorro one, a pirate one. Jesus Christ. There's God, an, I hate him. There's an awful pirate joker action figure. I, I kind of like the pirate joker. You did? Well, he looks I, like he's, he looks kind of... I hate to say it for lack of backlash, but it looks kind of like gay pirate Joker. He, he really does. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm slamming gay pirate well, you Jokers. You would not do that. No. Only some Grant of my, some Morrison. Some of my favorite pirates are gay. But. <laughs> Only Grant Morrison would decide, I'm going to bring back uh, Bruce Wayne, and my inspiration is going to be a goddamn shitty toy line from the middle mm-hmm. 90s. Uh-huh. Every fanboy on the goddamn planet is going to be Jerking off to it. I did keep one of the action figures from that line uh, before I sold the wall, and that was the Catwoman. Catwoman was great. It looked great. Not not as cool as Takara's Pi- Microman Catwoman figure. Think mm-hmm. if anybody's in Japan and listening, please send me some Microman figures. I liked I liked Flapper uh, Poison Ivy. I thought she was great. I, <laughs> I like the Rocket Sled Oracle figure. <laughs> She flies into combat from her Actually, tower. I liked the Depression Era Oracle, where she was just uh, 
Oh, Dragging no. herself around oh, yeah. in a box. <laughs> yeah, on a little apple cart. On a little apple cart sandwich. with wheels. Yeah, she just said, with... we'll figure shit out for food. <laughs> <laughs> she actually came She came with a Mary Worth figure that would just intrude on things. Sort of Oracle, can I sell you an apple? Oracle, Oracle, you read all the papers. You know what's going on. No, this is on the street, Batman. <laughs> I, I hear Wall Street's about to crash. She's got these gloves so she doesn't hurt her hands while she's dragging herself around in her box. I've said it more than once. Grant Morrison can kiss my ass. Mm. But keep writing the Batman and Robin comic because it's awesome. Nope. Keep writing it. Nope. Keep. I think they should take away his well, license to write. This is uh, also another thing based on a toy. This is uh, uh -huh. Hollywood needs to really stop this. They need to let us so really form. Is there a toy that could make a movie? Right. Well, you heard about the Battleship movie, right? <laughs> Last time I played, it, there was no aliens involved, right? In Battleship? Well, last time, well, they're the ones that giant. Well, if the you want to go meta contextual on it, we, as the player, could be the alien, my friend. Uh, you need to be making this movie then. Because you, oh, you, okay. you make more sense than, okay. than if, this. If they make the Battleship movie anything like how my sister and I used to play, a giant girl hand's going to come and move all the ships when I'm not looking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a special effects budget. Captain, there's a giant hand. Oh, you know. oh I saw that. <laughs> what the hell is this big red thing sticking out of the middle of the ship? Ah, <laughs> uh, we're surrounded by giant white cylinders. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> and I'm like my battleship. I, I, I want to be the the, the sequel's going to be electronic battleship. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so I can be Assholes. the fully artist on that. <laughs> and then the third movie is going to be electronic Star Wars battleship. Which is the one I have. It's great. And that one will fun. suck. <laughs> uh, because George Lucas will direct it. All right, uh, here it is. <laughs> Roland Emmerich, Michael Bay-esque epic battle <sighs> between humans and aliens. Here what? we go. <sighs> the aliens, called the Regents, came here looking for something. Sure. Unobtainium. Unobtainium. <laughs> Unobtainium is my guess. Jesus but they're not wholly evil, bent on world domination. We did nothing to provoke them, but they still haven't. Ecological interest in our world. They also fire ballistics, not they're ray guns. They're after our water. They'll be a half CG, half man in suit technology. Uh, I hope the lower <laughs> half CG and the upper half's man in suit. I hope so too. Fuck noise. It says here uh, we we tried to keep it a secret. It's our it's our goal. But yes, they come from another <laughs> planet. Um, it's it's kind of a District Nine thing. It's uh, these are the filmmakers who are trying to cover their asses. So, um, and this is based on the on the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, can, can I, Jesus can Christ! I the, only, the only battleship-esque thing will be a screen on the battleship that looks like the the game. And that's that game so goddamn yeah. stupid. And there's going to be that really high tense point. Oh, when sorry Will, about my level there. When, when Will Smith says, "We need more technologically advanced red pegs." Oh uh, <laughs> my God! Right now, I wish I worked for a medium that would allow me to sum up things in one word because I can describe my review of that movie now. Crap cakes. Battleship. I saw. There it we go. Well, wait till you guys read my uh, my treatment for hi ho Cheerio that I've got going on. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking werewolves, guys. Werewolves. I got a treatment of hungry, hungry hippos. Oh my god! How about Cootie the movie? I think we've already talked about these that. I, that I want to. But say. the hungry, hungry Cootie hippo movie? movies. I'm actually going to base it on how dangerous hippos are. They really are. And there are going to be points where all four of those hippos are flinging shit with the propeller tails, and mm -hmm. people are just covered in hippo scat and screaming in and a running. world um, by the where way, there's something that needs to be. Eaten. <laughs> There's only one man who can help us. Robert England. And that man's Hippo. name is Hippo. Mr. Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what about Mr. Bucket? 
Booster bucket. Booster bucket. You put your about, balls in my mouth. You know, it's about, it's about time we reimagined Jaws, but reimagined Jesus it Christ. as the Jaws game from 77, where yeah. people are sticking hooks into Jaws' mouth to get things like tires. Who's going to pick up all these sticks? <laughs> oh, I got pick a Pick up li- sticks? The movie. I got a license plate. <laughs> I got a fishbone. <laughs> And I'm looking, oh no! It snapshot on my hook. I lost. I'm reading the description from uh, from the filmmakers about how this is going to be cool, and it, you know, it's just all of these plots actually that you guys are coming up with sound better. Yeah. I, uh, you know, it's I talk- just moved my red disc into your backyard. King me, bitch! <laughs> my green hair won't stop growing. Plato Barber, the movie. Hey, if a rabbit and a bald yeah. guy played that, I'd be all over it. Oh my god! It's it's to see what he's doing is he's going on about the incredibly complicated world of communications, of radar, of GPS locators, <laughs> and I'm like that. Okay, J10. That's that's how exciting it is. J10. J10. You, you sunk my uh, battleship. All right, that's good. Miss. Uh, I'm did, gonna go for his funny bone. I want to I want to close things out. Where did that uh, Iron Man comic go? Let me oh, uh, let me see this. I'm gonna, it's story time again. You're going to read comics to us again, Uncle I'm just going to read you one section. Tell now, this me is, a story. Can I wear my clothes for story time this time? This time. Just this time. Uh, this is uh, from the Matt Fraction. Uh, just wonderful, Ugh. incredible. Ugh. Uh, it, well, it's Eisner Award winning. What more do you know? If you keep jerking off about Iron Man, I'm not going to read it. Dude, it's so goddamn good. I can't even tell it you. It really is. I know. I've been reading it. And i got to find, I should have found this before we got started here. Uh, there is just a section in here. What it is is that the plot is is that can you explain the plot, Jeff, while I find this? Yeah, uh, basically the idea is now that Norman Osborn's in charge of the Marvel Universe, the Green guy, Goblin. Yeah, he he wants to pick Tony Stark's brain because he's got all the secrets of the like all the heroes' identities and stuff and repulsor technology. Tony Stark doesn't want to give him that, so basically he has erased his brain. Yeah, he's uh, forced yeah. brain damage yeah, on himself. He made himself per- the stupidest man alive. Per- persistent yeah. vegetative state. So now the thing is, is that they have to uh, reboot him, for lack of a better word. Yeah. I bet they could find all the pieces of his brain inside the belly of a shark. <laughs> Mr. Mouth. Uh, so anyway, he has he has placed his entire essence on a hard drive. And so they're a, going... A, a backup disk. A backup disk. So they're going to try to reboot him. Apparently, most of his insides are machine now. Because of the extremist thing. The extremist yeah. thing, yeah. So he, they feel pretty confident, well, he feels pretty confident in this recording uh, that he can do it. And uh, I'm trying to find this section. It's just, so, it's just such beautiful writing. Because he's Tony fucking Stark. From uh, Matt Fraction. Although the new issue, too, just that letter that, that Pepper is writing to, to Tony yeah, about. It's some it, amazing writing. I'm like, I think it's some of the best writing I've ever, ever seen in it's the comics. It's really, really good. Just me, or is Pepper Potts just a bona fide hottie now that she's got that <laughs> disc in her chest? I yeah. Mean, well, they had to pull it out and put it into Tony. Oh. Uh, and in order to kickstart the whole process, yes, this is in the, the latest issue, and, and uh, it's old news by now. Uh, Thor takes Cap Shield, and they hook up jumper cables huh? to yeah. Cap Shield and huh? plug it into Iron Man's Repulsor chest, uh-huh. chest units. Uh-huh. And Thor, Thor lightning set? <laughs> yeah. It's some good <laughs> shit, bro. And then they it's plug, good then they plug shit. the backup disc Sorry about my the back level. of his head. I get excited. Yeah. Back up when you get excited, all right? Then it, then it won't hurt me. Yeah. I think you need to learn right. a thing or two about level shit. You Shannon. do, actually. Uh, all right, so here's here's just it's just a short little segment, but Matt Fraction's writing is just so good and and I wanna I wanna close on a deeper subject here. All right. Okay. 
He's he's explaining this to uh, to, to Pepper Potts and to uh, everybody how he feels. All right. So that's it. That's that's my side of the street. It's clean. If I die, I'm dying with a clean conscience, as can be as clean a conscience as can be expected. All right. It's going to take the three of us, Cap, Thor, and Iron Man, working together to clean it all up. You know, they say in certain rooms, they say, let go and let God. And this is me letting go, and I never let myself believe in God. But I don't know how to say this. Cap, Thor, whatever sense of higher power I've had in this life came from them, came from you, and from who you thought I could be. Whenever I looked up, you were who I was looking up at for guidance and for leadership and now absolution. That's a comic book. Yeah. All right. Well, well, first that, off, for, that, for... that sums up my whole moral compass uh-huh. in, in like three frames. Because these are the guys that I looked up to for a moral compass. Yes. Because well, I didn't have God. I had these guys. Well, and kudos to Matt Fraction for redeeming Tony Stark who, for the past about five years... Has been a dick. Has been turned into the biggest dick in the Marvel Universe. Well, depending on the comic you're reading, because all the Matt Fraction comics made him kind of sympathetic regardless. Yes. Oh, that's what that's what he's been doing with yeah. this whole thing. Because um, he is a genius. He's mm-hmm. he's redeemed this character sort of in the same way that, that Jonathan Hickman redeemed Reed Richards in the new Fantastic Four. Right? Oh, yeah. So there you go. And on that note... It's the dawn of the new heroic age is what I've been reading. And, and uh, Marvel comics are great. You need to be reading uh, what's going on with these, uh, the Siege storyline. And, and I'm so that. glad that the dark stuff, dark are, rain stuff is almost over. Are we, are we getting towards perhaps a optimistic? Uh, yeah. It sure seems like yeah. Is our mythology becoming more optimistic it's now? It's starting to look up now. Mm-hmm. Are, are we, are we you know, the new Dawn of Heroes mm-hmm. is probably the best way to look at it because this is our mythology. This is no, what we they, need. They, no, they flat yeah. out said that after the Siege storyline that there's going to be a new yeah. heroic age in the nice. Marvel comics. So. Yeah, I miss and, that. And yeah, I miss that. Well, with Cap coming back, it's like it's like yes. Jesus. But they, it's he Jesus. is. <laughs> I hate to people say it. love that character. <laughs> Jesus Rogers. My my wife has always said, you know, those some of those characters are so damn cheesy. But then you look at my son, he's thirteen, mm-hmm. and his two favorites are Captain America and Green Lantern. I mean, yeah. we're talking about your boy howdy American ideal, square jaw. Mm-hmm. You know, your 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 solid ass kicking hero that actually has some virtue, who actually stands for something, isn't you know mm-hmm. just some. But there, but Cap isn't corny about it. At least the way Ed Brubaker's been right. But he's not. He's never been corny about it. Nope. He um, was pretty corny like that. Eighties. Well, yeah, yeah, oh, he sure. was, and, and that's that's why I haven't started loving but, Captain America until now. Well, but everybody was. I mean, everything was corny back then. That's true. That's true. Well, well, this great last panel of this new Avengers annual, mm-hmm. in which. The new Avengers break Hawkeye out of captivity, and unfortunately, in the process, they blowed up Captain America's house, and everybody's like, oh, we got out of there. Steve Rogers is going to kill me, says Bucky. (laughs) Well, I'm not thrilled, but for now, I'm just happy you're all okay. You're right, Hawkeye. The world has gone to hell. But thank God the Avengers are here to do something about it, and we are. You ready? It's... It's like, and there's, uh, and there's, there's uh, Cap. Steve Rogers. And, and uh. you saw all the other Avengers are like, what the F? Yeah. <laughs> so he is Jesus. He is uh, now bringing, as the mythology goes, a, a new light, a, a positive look at life. Captain America is Jesus. There you go. Hold you blasphemy is one of my uh, hobbies. And on that note, Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, for whatever it means to you. I yeah, mean, you know. For, hey. for my family, it's always it, it hasn't been about some messiah. It's always been about 
taking a few minutes to reflect on what you've got, taking a few minutes to reflect on what you'd like to see happen. Exactly. Trying to make yourself a better parent, better husband, better whatever it is that you are in life, and, and then just moving forward. And if, if it takes one day a year where you stop and do that and try to make the world a better place or just make your part of it a better place, then it's worth having. And I don't care what religion is attached to it. There yeah. you go. For Lee me, George it's, Cade. it's always been about driving in the snow. <laughs> well... It, you've got you've got it to look forward to again this year. Then you got exactly what you wanted. All right, uh, thank you, uh, Comcast, Channel One, Utah on Demand, About Town, uh, Geek Show, Backslash, Slash, Step, 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 Change, Ball, Change. Uh, yeah, thank you for joining us in the basement. Uh, thank you, Dan, the Laptop Man, PCLaptops.com. Thank you, Dave from Doctor Bolts for a good year of comics. Thank you so much. Go see some movies. And uh, don't forget our free movie. Yes, uh, our free movie is happening. Groovies 27th is when we're going to be there. Join us. It's free. It's 5 p.m. I wish it's, I was going to be there. It's uh, Frankenstein versus a werewolf. It's American Werewolf in London and Young Frankenstein. Two, Two very funny movies. Very yeah. good shows. And uh, they will be free starting at 5 p.m. at Bruby Cinema Pub in Salt Lake. Thank you for Plus Brewing for paying for the party Yay. and Yay. providing a wonderful brew. And Ooh. making such tasty, tasty beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, is that everyone? Is that everything? Oh, wait, uh, uh, flock more ham. Right.